Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life? And this show is really all about spicing up your sex life and living happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and those amazing relationships. And hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Alrighty. Are you fed up with your stale, boring, sexless marriage? Or perhaps you have an okay sex life, but just want to make it a little spicier. Well, on today's show, we're going to find out about the top three ways to spice up your sex life, including the top three sexual fantasies, the top three tips and tricks for better blowjobs, and the top three ways to please her, and so much more. Lots, lots more. But first, we want to take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. Search Amazon for Top Waterproof Blanket and order yours today. That's Top T-O-P Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does and so does today's show. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. You know we are Carol and David and we are super excited to introduce and welcome today's special guest. Dr. Stacy Friedman is a sexologist and a sex coach who's been on our show several times, including our number two most listened to episode to date, where she gets down and dirty and talks all about threesomes and more. Originally broadcast on April 23rd, 2019. You can find it in the tree of episodes. Absolutely. Check it out. Check it out. All right, Dr. Stacy, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and welcome once again to The Sexy Lifestyle. My pleasure. Anytime I get a chance to talk sex, I am there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she talks it or does it? <laughs> Both, I think. What a great talk way. it, do it, all the above. <laughs> what a great way to <laughs> spend a time in your life. Why don't you just take a minute and remind everybody about yourself and your practice and what you're passionate about? Well, really quick, I just want to say about the blanket that you were talking about. That is great because when you're in doggy style and your face is on the regular towel that you put underneath and it rubs... Your blanket is so soft and it's perfect for that position. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I'm glad you're enjoying it. (laughs) Yes. But anyway, so um, I'm Dr. Stacy, and um, I am a clinical sexologist and certified sex coach. And I just help people with intimacy, figuring out uh, any problems that they have or any concerns regarding sexual health, sexual function, uh, gender identity, sexual orientation, and maybe just even spicing up your sex life or doing things that can help skill build 
especially people that are in long-term relationships and things that uh, help people connect a little better. And one thing that's great is that I can work all over the world. I have an office in Florida, but I also work online and on phone so I can reach everybody everywhere because everybody could use a little bit of help with their sex life. Absolutely. So. And you're so easy to talk to and you have such great information. Did you information. say she's so easy? Oh, well, yes. She's easy to talk to, that's well, for sure. <laughs> I really feel you're so down to earth that you know I can ask you any question at all and not feel embarrassed. I think that's the best thing. Oh, absolutely. I guess it's, it's one of my favorite topics, and it's one of those things that I've been able to talk about since I was younger, and I think that's one of the reasons why people feel comfortable talking to me because I, I was going to say I'm normal, but who's normal? I was going to say that I'm just like a, a normal person you see on the street, but yet make people feel like they are normal just because they might have some weird fantasies or kinks or things like that. They can come and talk to me. There's no judgment. And, you know, everybody is different, and everything is a turn-on that may be one thing for one person and one thing for the other. So some people are questioning themselves, am I normal? Mm -hmm. And I help people feel that, yes, you are normal. Let's just try to, you know, figure out how to make the best of your normal. Absolutely. So we're going to get into a lot of cool things in this show but one of the questions we want to answer is, you know, everybody thinks their sex life or their relationship is good, but we know people don't know what they don't know. So why do you think people need to step back and ask, why do I need to spice up my sex life? Well, that's a great question. I think there's nothing wrong with everybody doing a little bit extra to bring some excitement into their life because otherwise you live in this the state of contentment and that doesn't always work well in relationships. You have so many things around you with your home, your bills, your, your kids, and there's so many stresses in life. And spicing up your sex life is just one way to help with your mental well-being, with your physical well-being. I mean, orgasms are great for being able to sleep better, increasing libido, you know, for your physical aspect of spicing up the sex life. It, the, it gives you some exercise, lowers, <clears throat> excuse me, lowers blood pressure. Uh, it even helps with menstrual cramps. When you have menstrual cramps and you have an orgasm, it helps uh, feel better. So I, I've never had menstrual cramps. <laughs> not yet. How does it help you guys? Didn't? No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Menopause is <laughs> coming. Know, I don't know. He might turn into another sex. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. Nowadays, you never know. But it just gives people happier moods and stronger relationships. I mean, it's great to either end the day with an orgasm or, you know, wake up in the morning and just have some, you know, fun play. It doesn't even have to end in an orgasm. But just doing something to spice things up just leaves you in a better place and yeah. it makes everybody else around you happier. And I also find that if you're planning to spice things up, you're already starting to talk about it and figure out with your partner what you plan to do to make it a little bit uh, you know, more down and dirty. But the thing is then that way you get to talk to your partner and that closeness comes from that. So I guess the next topic should be, what are the best three ways that we should communicate our needs and desires to our partner? I think that that is one of the most important things that are missed. And the basic thing is talk, <laughs> communicate. That is something that people just don't know how to do anymore. Right. And to be able to have good sex, you have to be able to communicate your needs and desires. Your partner is not a mind reader. 
you know, and so when you say I have so many people that come in my practice and say, oh, well, my partner should know me by now. They've been with me 20 years. Well, I'll tell you, you know, the places I liked licked 20 years ago are not the same places I like licked now, you know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> or touched or whatever. So people change and it's very important to have verbal communication and speak of what your needs are. And you, know, and you don't want to start. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stacy. Finish your thought. No, I was going to say, you don't want to start by saying, you don't do this, or you never do this, or you always do this. You want to start by just saying, you know, it would be really a great time, or what would be a lot of fun, or I've always wondered what it would be like to do this. So that's a good way to start communicating. Now, you know, in today's era of social media, media, everything, people have access to a lot more, we'll call it content, that at least we didn't when we were growing up. And right. I, I believe people are asking a lot more questions. You know, the movie Fifty Shades of Grey opened up the whole discussion on kink and BDSM. And we're not going to get into, you know, the, the actual movie and the, the whether it was good or not good. The best part about that movie, it got people talking about could we, should we, would we. But how does someone open up that dialogue with their partner about hey, you know, would you like to be spanked? Or I would like to be spanked. How do you bring that up? Everybody is so worried about offending their partner. There's a lot of worry about offending because everything is so taboo. That's one of the other ways that um, is about communication is by either reading a book or um, there's a lot of apps that are now on your phone that you could actually use to ask questions, questions that you may be embarrassed to ask, but the app actually does it for you, or even something like online where they have quizzes where you can take, you know, what's your sexual like to your partner, and you can figure out some fantasies and then see which ones match. So like you said, being in this world with the Internet and, and all this online opportunity, there's a lot of ways to figure out how to connect and what your partner's, uh, just a way to open communication. And just for like the book, you're talking about Fifty Shades. You know, page 88 is a really good page. <laughs> you could always say to your partner, I read that page over and over again. Um, oh, my God, read this. Isn't this hot? And that can start a conversation is or it, even a romance novel. Is it okay to tell your partner, hey, I was on Twitter and I saw this this, um, this clip of this person putting their cock into her mouth while she was upside down or I was on Pornhub and I saw this. Uh, some people might be a little shy about admitting to their partner that they watch these sexy type of videos or um, are on Pornhub at all. That's a whole other discussion about um, is it okay to open up to your partner where you're looking for different sexual um, entertainment? I think it's okay to a certain extent, but you want to kind of feel, not literally feel, but feel your partner out a little bit and know what your communication is all about, but it's definitely something that you could say, oh, well, my friend told me about this thing, rather than necessarily you saying you found it. You could say, oh, my friend told me this. She told me I had to watch it. You want to watch it with me? I'm kind of nervous to watch it by myself and kind of start that way. So that way you could still see it and kind of get their reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on Pornhub? I, I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> and right away, you know, okay, they're not really comfortable with that. And you kind of say, well, how come? What, you know, what does it, is it something that is, uh, 
you know, makes you nervous or you don't like, and that way you could start that conversation. And I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And I think it's important that everybody does understand that it's okay to share what your needs and desires are with your partner. Uh, Some people are so afraid and intimidated by the fact that, oh, should I be just pleasing my partner or I should, should I be asking to be pleased in a certain way as well? Absolutely. Because it's not just about your partner. If you are enjoying it, and your partner sees that you're enjoying it, most likely your partner will enjoy it that much more. And that's what happens so many times is people are so focused on pleasing their partner and not really focused on what they like. You know, it's, it's good to have that conversation where you say, I want to do this, or let's have more of this, or I love it when you do this. Hang yeah. on, I'm going to try and, something. Hun, yeah? I would like a threesome. Okay, no problem, honey. Let's listen to Stacey's See how show. Good it works? Let's listen to Stacey's show all about how you do a threesome and we'll get into it. Yeah, exactly. We but know how I'm it out works. of the state I'm out of the country, but I'll be there soon. <laughs> and I know one of the stresses in life today is all about time and spreading your time between your family, your job, your couple and all of those things. So very often we're kind of stuck doing quickies, which you know, there's not it's not a bad thing to have a quickie. Certainly if you can have a quickie rather than nothing, it's important. But what would you give as the best advice on how and where to have those quickies that you can make the most of it? Well, one thing I want to preface is by saying that quickies are not all about the orgasm. It's about the connection, about the fun, and about just taking the opportunity to show your partner, hey, I love you, I want to have fun with you, and this is a thing. Because some people say, oh, there's no way I can have an orgasm in 10 minutes, or oh, what fun is that if I'm not going to come? It's not always all about that. So a shower, for instance, is great, especially people that have kids. It's hard to get away, but you go take a shower, put on the little uh, fan so no one hears you. (laughs) The water helps you quickly clean up things. Uh, anywhere in the bathroom, bending over a sink <laughs> while you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> sure. You know? yeah, we, have, we have one of those dildos, the suction cup dildos in the shower, and we have a good time. Carol gets into that. She sucks my cock while the dildo is inside exactly. her. Exactly. And then and it doesn't take long, does it? It doesn't. And, it's, and, and again, it's, again, you're, you're not going to get off by fucking the dildo on the shower wall, but just the experience is like all day foreplay for a little bit later on. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And that's what it's about. It's not always about that end result. It kind of is that buildup. So even even a car. Do you remember when you were young and you were afraid to go in the house because your parents were there and you had to go into a car and fool (laughs) around? You got to do some of those kind of quickies where you might be afraid of getting caught. Yeah, that makes it exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, What are some other places? Uh, The laundry room may always be good. An elevator. Oh, no. I would be too nervous. That's public, (laughs) first of all, and there's cameras in the elevator. Even better. Yeah, you don't want to get kicked out of a building (laughs) and arrested. (laughs) No, that's not fun. (laughs) But, I mean, uh, as long as you can find time, even if it's for a long, passionate kiss, I mean, even if it's not having sex at all, just fondling each other and getting tight and close and, and having an amazing kiss, that can definitely help you stay connected with your partner. Absolutely. There's many times we'll run into a bathroom at a party or something like that. And me and my partner will just sit there and make out and I'll pull my pants down, bend over and be like, okay, come on quickly, quickly. Okay. You know, oh, two, two, and then a minute and a half later, okay, we got to stop. We got to go out. And then we're both just kind of like, oh my God. And then you get home and you ravage each other. Right. <laughs> you know, my son just told me a story. My son is 24. He told me a story about sometime last year that he was at a restaurant or at a club and he went into the bathroom and he had a threesome with two other girls 
And I, I, I didn't want to ask how because I was just happy that he was talking to me about the fact that he had a threesome. But imagine a threesome in a bathroom stall. Like, where does everybody go? But you know what? It's make, just make it about happen. making it happen, having a nice, sexy experience. It wasn't about coming. My son can now say he had a threesome. Uh, that's so There funny. you go. See? That <laughs> must be a favorite quickie, for the, that's for sure. And even if you don't have time for the quickie, that teasing each other, like you guys just told a story about what you did, you know, touching each other, and then you ran home and, and ravished each other. Just teasing and playing when you're not apart, even if, I mean, when you're not together is what I meant to say, even if it's on text or by a quick phone call, all of those things can make it fresh and exciting and spice it up for when you get home and you just really want each other. What about in the morning, like a cock-a-doodle-doo? Hmm. Sure. <laughs> cock-a-doodle-doo? That's when David Is cock doodle do well, No, <laughs> you know, all guys wake up with an erection and I'm like, well, why waste it? So, Well, when I'm sleeping, he puts his cock in my face, hoping that, you know, right beside the bed, hoping I'm going to open my eyes and wake suck Wake up, it. honey. Yeah, really. <laughs> wake up. And it's, it's just like that, a wake He's up. There, cock a doodle doo, honey. She opens her mouth, <laughs> my cock goes into her mouth, and it's cock a doodle doo, time to wake up. <laughs> but you know what? There's nothing it, wrong with waking up that way. That's right. It's keeping it light, and fun. it begins the day fun. It's not about having an orgasm or anything, it's just about getting going. Every once in a while, she's like, okay, you're hard, and I just slide it into my pussy. But don't squeeze on my bladder too much because I haven't peed yet. <laughs> that's all right. Exactly. You have to do that morning pee. You've got to be exactly. careful with that morning pee. <laughs> Uh, and also- but yeah, I mean, just doing things like that. And even like when you're, when you're uh, apart, little naughty photos every once in a while, they have those um, toys, those adult toys that have an app, the app controlled toys mm-hmm. that you can use also when you're apart. Mm-hmm. If you're not having the opportunity to, to connect long distance relationships, someone's away for a week or two. And they've got those for men and for women. The woman can have yep. it inside her vagina and the guy can have it wrapped around his cock. Like the pivot, the WeVibe pivot is for the guy and mm-hmm. then the woman can control it, which is also very fun. Yeah, it's great now what uh, technology allows us to do. And those, um, and the foreplay that you have before sex, I know quickies is one thing, but if you really want to have some really deep, loving, connected moments, the foreplay activities are important to really get totally engorged and totally turned on before you actually have sex. I was talking about all day foreplay. I didn't even know this was one of the questions in the show. I mm-hmm. didn't read my notes. <laughs> Let's talk about well, that, that engorged, that engorged uh, word just got me distracted. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know what? I, I have so many people that come in and their daily routine is they go to work. They're at work all day. They talk once or twice during the day, talk about the kids, talk about what they're doing when they come home, and then they come home and they expect to go into bed and have sex and enjoy it. The foreplay goes from the minute you wake up in the morning into the evening. You have to be able to make it an all-day event. You have to be able to send those texts and build it up when you're uh, going through the day. Just send a little I love you. Send something like, oh, what I want to do to you later and give like a little example and, or, you know, show a little cleavage in a picture you send or, you know, your hand on your jeans holding, you know, your cock or something like that. Just to be able to give a little bit of excitement through the day. Right, exactly. And those th- and, and the, the thing is that you feel like someone's thinking about you. You feel like your partner's got you on their mind and that in itself is a turn on. Absolutely. And if you, you know, it doesn't have to be naughty. It could be romantic. It's just whatever your partner is into, whatever they like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know sometimes even foreplay for me could be my fiance going to grab a beer and I love beer breath. <laughs> so it's sometimes knowing what your partner likes mm-hmm. and what their turn-ons mm-hmm. are, which you get from communication. Mm-hmm. 
So you know some things that will get them going. So all he needs to do is get a beer, have a beer, come and give me a kiss without telling me he had the beer. And I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're looking for naughty, (laughs) you know. All right, Stace, we're going to just ask you to hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, some favorites for foreplay activities when you're together. And then we're going to talk about self-pleasuring. Well, this is all wonderful. I just remember that we are talking with Stacy Friedman, sexologist and sex coach. And let's just take a second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and this is The Sexy Lifestyle. And we want to invite everyone to join us for Goddess Week at Hedonism 2 Resort in Jamaica, May 9th to 16, 2020. It's hosted by Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts. And this week is all about adding more passion to your life from goddess spot massage to feminine empowerment and manifesting desire. These play shops will help you discover your inner goddess. They sure will. So if you want more information about this or any other event, go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com. All right. We are Carol and David. You know that. Now we're back with Dr. Stacy Friedman. She's a sexologist and sex coach. And we're going to get into the topic of pleasure. But first, Stacey, let's get back to what we were talking about, which was foreplay and all-day foreplay. And what are some favorite foreplay activities you can do when you're together? Like Carol and I work at home or on the weekends when you're there. What are some things couples can do? Um, Again, you don't have to think about it leading into sex. And I think that's foreplay. Um, Going back to when you're younger, you're not allowed to have sex or you haven't had sex yet and you have a lot of that outer play. A lot of the foreplay is more of that outer play and just being flirtatious and doing things like that. But I think one of the more important things is doing something unexpected. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to start something fresh and, and spice it up, If you're not used to touching your partner and kissing them, let's say, on their neck, and you're only used to kissing them on the lips, come up behind them, kiss them on their neck, and slowly put your hands around their waist. And all of a sudden, you're going to probably spend, you know, send chills down your partner's spine. Mm -hmm. So it's about doing something that they may not expect from you because after long-term relationships, you know, sometimes you get used to the touch, get used to the kiss, get used to the sex. Carol, can I kiss you on your neck? Uh, No. I can't handle it. It's so intense for me. My neck is so sensitive that, like, yes, I get the shivers down my spine, but times a hundred. And so I just squirm away. I just can't handle it. And when he teases me, he comes close and is like pretending to kiss my neck. I've already got the shivers just when he's pretending. I didn't even touch her, but she knows what's coming. It's so cute. Right. Well, that's what it is. It's knowing your partner's likes and their turn-ons and things, you know, and, you know, even just... Like you said, when you come close to the person, I know that many times people will just come up, they give each other kisses, and they start getting into it. How about standing there and looking at each other's eyes, being about an inch apart, and anticipating what's going to happen next? Going very, very slow, taking your time and give like a barely a kiss. You know, a lot of that teasing, that's kind of what foreplay is made of, is mm-hmm. that tease aspect. Mm-hmm. And you know what's coming, like, you know that what the fucking's all about, but you, you don't know what the next tease is going to be. Because, you know, the final result yep. is that it's probably the same, not exactly the same routine, but you know that the cock's going to go in the pussy and you're going to fuck and he's going to come and you're going to come. But and maybe not right now, no. maybe only in four or five Eggs, hours. Uh, well, okay, four or five minutes. <laughs> 40, no, no, 45 no. minutes. Or after Let's the show. Foreplay, <laughs> it's like edging. 
But the fun thing is all the different things you can do before you actually have the sex is what where you can vary up so much. And especially like like you said, slow it down. Touch the places close to the genitals, but don't even touch the genitals. That's such a tease for me. David likes to rub my ass and then slowly but surely move towards the whole vulva area. And that really turns me on. And what about what about if you're just touching their body and you whisper in their ear, you know, after dinner tonight, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lick your clit and I'm going to not put my cock in until you're totally at the point of ecstasy. And then, you know, I'm going to roll over and what are you going to do to me? And you just talk it through so it's in your head and then you walk away and say, would you like a cup of coffee? I need a fan. Yeah. I need a fan. <laughs> But that's that's what it's about. It's about that tease, about that temptation, um, about that unexpectedness, um, or just even saying, you know, oh, like, what I'm going to do to you. And then you're kind of like, oh, God, what is he going to do to me? <laughs> I remember. I <laughs> what was, does he have I, in mind? <laughs> I remember I was, we both worked from home. I was on a conference call and Carol came into my office in this beautiful lingerie. And while I'm on this call, she she pulls down my pants and starts sucking my cock, giving me this amazing blowjob. And then she mounts me on the chair and starts riding my cock. I'm trying to focus on this conference call. And then she just gets off and leaves. And that was the foreplay. And the call lasted like an hour and a half. And I'm sitting there saying, do I continue stroking my cock and masturbate or do I save it? Of course, I saved it. And But I was you know, dripping wet. And she it was, was dripping yeah, wet. It was it just was really a fun. great, great spontaneous and you were talking about that earlier about doing something that's unexpected exactly it keeps you wanting more right and one of the things that is important is that the goal here like you said is not necessarily to come or orgasm but to have pleasure so of course that incident where I was pleasured him and then me sitting on his cock pleasured me uh, and so pleasure is the important part here not necessarily orgasming at all which uh, is pleasurable but yeah Great segue into our next section, which is all about... Self-pleasuring. So what would you say would be the top three benefits of self-pleasuring? Why not? Yeah, there you go, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Why not? Well, going back to, you know, the first boring one is a health benefit. It's, you know, the, the release of an orgasm is, uh, you know, sending out all the endorphins in your body and it promotes better sleep and reduces stress and it gives you a better... Uh, physical and mental well-being. So even though that might be more of a boring reason, but it is a good reason because, you know, it's a great way to either start your day and have some more energy or even, you know, end your day where it helps promote better sleep. And what, and what about the reason where you get to know your body better so you can talk to your partner yes. about how they can please fuck you, you better, yeah. please you better? That's another definite benefit because if you don't know your body, how do you expect your partner to really get to know your body? And like I mentioned, people change so much mm -hmm. in the years that they're with somebody that, you know, your sensations change, your, your touch and, and sensitivities change. So it's, it's nice to get to know yourself, play, see what parts, you know, you might have an area on the right side of the clit that feels a little better than the left side. So when your partner's touching and that left side seems annoying, you say to yourself, you know what, that right side was really nice. So you can slowly move your partner's hand to the right or, you know, things like that. It helps also keep blood flow. Yeah. So that way, if you're not as active or if you're on your own and, and just dating and you're not having too much sex, you can actually keep, keep the uh, 
tissue and everything healthy, yeah. especially for women. Well, what I've noticed with Carol, and uh, she, in the last two or three years, has come to really enjoy her womanizer. And... Um, That's my favorite. <laughs> it's an amazing toy. But what she's found is sometimes her clit gets too sensitive. And now when I go down and lick her pussy and suck her clit, she likes after the first orgasm for me to go above it. Oh, right. Exactly. More on the hood and still putting a lot of pressure onto right. the clit, but not direct pressure. That indirect pressure, kind of like what you're getting from the womanizer. Dave's trying to simulate that. Right. And he does a great job. It's amazing. But you learned that yeah. from using a toy and self-pleasuring yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we like I like to be fucked really hard. And then that's what changes the sensitivity of my clit. And then he knows how to go down on me before and after he's fucked me hard, which is different. So that's really cool. I learned that from yeah, self-pleasure. about getting to know yourself, mm-hmm. getting to know your body, mm-hmm. getting to know how your blood flow works. There's 8,000 nerve endings in that tiny little nub right. of our, our womanly clit. That's a lot of nerve endings. So, so st- the fact that some people get too sensitive, they're like, oh my God, stop touching it like it's a, like it's a genie, right. <laughs> a genie bottle. Yeah. You know, work around the area. It's kind of, you need to get to know yourself that way. Yeah. And the best thing for sure is that... Um, we actually masturbate in front of each other. So it's not like David had not seen me use the womanizer and know the kind of movements that I do, depending whether we've just had sex or we're about to have sex. Sometimes I do it just to get aroused. It just depends on my mood. And sometimes I do it after he's already come. And then I want to have an extra orgasm after that. One? One or more. So he gets to see me also (laughs) play. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, he doesn't feel like less of a man. No. But but why? While we're talking about self-pleasuring for women, how do you masturbate, Stacey? Well, speaking of the womanizer, <laughs> that, is, that is one of my top toys. But, um, you know, that's, it's a great way to have a 30-second, you know, start to your day. Because, honestly, that's probably all you need oh, with yeah. that, that uh, womanizer. You know, you don't have a lot of time. That's, that's something to do for a quickie if you're on your own. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And yeah, no, definitely the, uh, you know, I'm not one that, my arm gets tired. I have shoulder issues. The toys are best for me. I love, uh, I'm a big proponent of toys and it helps a lot of women. And a lot of women are afraid uh, to bring toys into relationships and a lot of men are intimidated by it. But you know what, honestly, whatever makes someone feel better, why not? I actually have just found a new way of masturbating. I don't even know how you find new ways of masturbating, but I did. And um, it kind of, um, I lie with my legs very tight so that my clit is almost hidden by the, the two outer labia. And it's just peeking up a little bit, especially when I'm fully aroused. And then I just rub gently across the whole vulva, right across, like very quickly, not a finger, the whole hand, three fingers, whatever. With some lube. Uh, no, actually with the dry. I'm just, just touching the clit. Oh, something new. So very, very slight. And just very slightly and that like, I guess it's also emulating that little sucky feel of the womanizer, which is so gentle if you want it to be. And I'm just touching lightly and it's only rubbing the very, very top of the tip of the clitoris. And within 30 seconds, I can come like that too now since I've just oh, found yeah, it <laughs> Since I've just found That's it recently. That's the benefit of self-pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Just getting to know yourself. And, yeah. and a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, well, I can't necessarily orgasm or when I masturbate because their legs are uh, spread apart. Uh-huh. Like you said, try them when they're tight. Right. I can't do it when I'm all the way spread apart. I have to do it when they're more tight because it's just a little bit more, I don't know if it's the sensation or just that tightness. Yeah, the pressure. Um, mm-hmm. 
the pressure, but that's, that's kind of what you learn when you're doing it on your own. Right. Absolutely. And then you can tell your partner what you like, or they just watch you do it and they learn what you like, which is what so many uh, couples are afraid to masturbate in, in front of each other where it's so helpful to see what gets the other guys off, especially like if it only takes well, 30 seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But if you just, you know, talk, that's another thing is to communicate with your partner and share those concerns. And that way they don't feel judged if they're nervous about it. You know, let their partner, you know, express to them how much they love them and how they can feel secure. But that's what it's about. A lot of people are afraid to be judged, so they don't mm-hmm. like to do it in front of their partners. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a great learning experience. And what would you say would be your top way that you like to be pleasured from your partner? Me personally, mm-hmm. um, I think that majority of the time, um, if I'm going to try to have orgasms, I'm one of those 75% that make it a little difficult to have orgasms through sex. And I think toys are great. I love using toys with sex. I love doing it doggy style. It's my favorite position. (laughs) Um, You know, because then you have something inside of you at the same time you're touching the clit. At the same time, possibly you could have a finger in your butt. You can have hands on the boobs. You could, it's just like there's a whole area that you can reach and it's just feeling sensations all over the place. And I think that's very, very hot. I need the fan. My, uh, it's my turn for needing the fan. I know. <laughs> I'm getting turned on just from that. It's also one of my favorite positions yeah, as well. But I, yeah, I love it. And I love toys. Mm-hmm. I, I always want to bring toys in my relationship. Yeah. I think it just brings that extra little spice and trying different things in different positions. is great. Now I'm going to ask David this question. Then what is your favorite way of being pleasured? Hmm, six, five or six women. Oh, really? Tell us about oh, it. Oh, there you go. Tell We're us swingers, about it. so, you know, I get to um, ask for stuff like that. But in reality, um, I love uh, Carol riding me cowgirl where she squats on my cock and I see the motions. I see every up and down. I watch her face. I get to hold on to her tits. And um, it's one of the, the best positions for her to squirt all over me as well, which for me is a huge turn on. I know some people don't like being squirted all over, but for me it is. And uh, normally after she's riding my cock and squatting that way, and then she'll go down on her knees, lean over, kiss me. I get to hold her and hug her. And then now she's rocking and, and riding my cock and we're fucking. I get to hold her ass. And then I get to pound her from the bottom up, which she loves as well. And that's probably one of the hottest sexual uh, positions for us. Um, of course, after about I don't know, two or three minutes, she's like, okay, I'm done, rolls over, and it's like, you do me. Okay, come on, I can last more than a few minutes, and it's only my <laughs> legs are burning, my thighs are burning in the squat like it that. It is, this is a difficult <laughs> position when you get older with your knees. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and, and then sometimes she's a real gamer, and she does it wearing her six-inch heels, right. which is super hot. And I would say that might only last two minutes, because it's not only your feet that are hurting, but it's long, it makes you a lot further away from the cock, so yeah. it's a deeper squat. But we had that issue when we had a waterbed when you're <laughs> Right. I was going to say you got to be careful with those stilettos. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? One of the things I want to go back to self-pleasuring, and one of the things that's a real turn on for me is um, when I'm masturbating and self-pleasuring, and Carol is just watching me, and she's 
just there and she's playing with her pussy, not because she's trying to get turned on, but just because it's turning me on. She knows that. And then while sometimes I'm stroking my cock and masturbating, she'll come over and play with my nipples. She'll put a little finger um, on my perineum or right over my butt. And just the touch of her hand gets me so turned on. And she's she's actually observing how my hand strokes my cock, how long the strokes are, am I going over the head or not, my cock loves being wet, how much lube am I putting on or spit, and um, she loves, uh, I mean, I have a picture of it, her just fixated when I come, watching the cum come out of the head of my cock. Everyone loves that money shot. <laughs> no. You know what? It's about being in the moment mm-hmm. and appreciating your partner and appreciating pleasure. Mm-hmm. Being able to sit there and watch your partner in bliss is just beautiful. It's hot. It's sexy. And it's what connects people together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And who cares about your orgasm face? Some people are shy because they don't want that weird scrunched Let it go, face. Let it go. Yeah, exactly. Let that face go. That's the best thing. Yeah. And every once in a while as I'm coming, she'll just lean over. And after I come, then she'll suck my cock, oh, which yeah. is super sensitive. Oh, yeah. She'll suck out the little cum that's, that's left in there. And that for us is a very intimate moment because, you know, then she'll lean over, hug me. I I actually like when she kisses me after she sucked my cock. And um, it actually gets us ready almost to actually have intimate sex instead of having Mm self-pleasuring. We can just mix and match and do it all. Yeah, we just love it. Yeah, it's different ways to connect, different ways to have intimacy. Are you fucking or are you making love? You can do it all in one. You know, there's... There's so many aspects to it. It's just a matter of, of what you are feeling in that moment. So I know you did mention that your favorite toy is a womanizer, and I can feel for you because it's mine too. But does your partner also use male uh, enhancers, male sex toys? There are some sex toys that you can use. And I'll tell you, um, one of the favorite sex toys that I would just recommend to everybody, whether it's male or female, just a basic bullet. Mm-hmm. A silver bullet, whether it's waterproof or not, just depending on what you uh, prefer. But a lot of people, especially men, don't realize that they like vibration. And so, you know, I like to use just a regular bullet. Sometimes you use it on the perineum, you know, the area by the balls. You're giving a blowjob at the same time that you're vibrating near the balls. Um, or even through sex, doggy style, you're reaching underneath and putting the vibrator nearby so you're feeling it. And there's also the uh, cock rings Mm -hmm. that you can put on to help the man last along a little longer or uh, keep them a little more erect and also has vibration for the woman. So there's some great couples uh, toys. And I think that those are a couple of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. but the womanizer is great. There's another one that's a little less expensive called the satisfier, which is very similar to the womanizer. So um, you have the satisfier, the womanizer, and those are really great to do self-pleasure. But the bullets and, um, you know, the cock rings are great for couple use. And under the bed restraint, I love those. Under the what? Oh, under the bed restraints? Under, that- the, under the bed restraints, uh-huh. where you can have the handcuffs and the leg cuffs coming up. And oh. you can use them in any way you want. Mm-hmm. Nice. David likes to be tied down I do. every now and again. I, we don't I'm have those. Uh, we don't have those under the bed restraints. Yep. Well, Maybe that's the next thing. Something to buy for you for Mother's Day. 
<laughs> Maybe that's the next thing coming up. <laughs> and we are also privileged to have a Sibian, and let's shout out to Bunny, who、uh, we were just talking to last week. But you know, the Sibian is not just for women. No, exactly. That's one of David's favorite things because we always picture the Sibian with the、uh, attachment, which is the penetrative attachment, and of course that's、mm-hmm. wonderful, and I love using it. But when you use the flat one, which is also good for、uh, clitoral stimulation, for the outside stimulation, David loves to sit on that flat one, leaning back, leaning back,、perineum. kind of, and、yep. yeah, and on his his butthole, the perineum, and then his, under his balls, all of that gets vibrated, and then I suck his cock while he's sitting on it. So she's sucking a vibrator, exactly. Yeah, oh, and he. Loves it. It's one of our favorite things to do. So not many guys know that the Sibians also for them. So just point that out if you guys are interested in a in a saddle. And one、vibrator. of these days we're gonna try fucking on it. Uh, yeah, it's a me sitting it's on it and you sitting on me. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. Okay, there's the next thing. Wow, I love it. See, <laughs> See it's all it's experimentation <laughs> and it spicing it up. That's for sure. <laughs> it's all about learning new things. So, wow, this is all wonderful. Let's just take a second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and this is the Sexy Lifestyle.、Uh, we're having an amazing discussion with sexologist and sex coach Dr. Stacy Freeman. Coming up is our favorite segment: Great Sex Matters. And we all want better sex, right? And one of the biggest issues preventing people from getting there is that everyday stress. And we have with us Lynn and Jonam, founders of Amarita Awakening. So, Jonam, how do people get to have better sex from following your program and workshops? Great question, Carol. So this is almost like taking a mini vacation, and it's all about taking that sensual journey into the depths of your own mind. So that you can instantly relax and reconnect with yourself, and from there you can connect far better with whoever you're sharing this intimate time with, and you, you can do all of this from the comfort of your own home. That's true. We created this as a tool so that you guys can be at home and learn to tune out the stresses and distractions of your workaday life, and tune into the freedom that you really want to be here and to be present. Because when you're able to shut off that monkey mind, you know the one that just chatters and chatters when you're trying to pay attention to something else, it stops you from being able to really de-stress. So with the Amrita Awakening series, you're able to be free and explore just how much pleasure you can feel. And honestly, we have found that there really is no upper limit. Lynn Jonam, thank you so much. To learn more, go visit amritaexperience.com. That's A M R I T A experience.com. All right, we're back. This is the sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show, where we get to talk about great sex because well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do, and boy, what a great show that we we've been having. I can't ima- I can't believe that we're still into great sex matters <laughs> because the whole First part of the show was about great sex, but now we're going to get into fantasies and those other things where you can push your boundaries and help your couple spice up your sex life. So, Stacy, do you feel like sharing some of your fantasies with our audience today? Well, I've been very lucky to be able to、uh, <laughs> take care of a lot of my fantasies.、Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if there's many things that I haven't done that I would want to, but I'll tell you some of my favorite.、Uh, Things that I used to fantasize about that I had never done that I was able to do. Okay, and a lot of that is、uh, being in the lifestyle, being able to experience sex with、uh, quite a few women at once.、Mm-hmm. I think that that was something that I was always thinking about and was a fantasy, and just being 
surrounded just by women. Uh, that was very, very hot for me. And were you in a relationship uh, at the time? Yes, I was. And how did I you was. explain that to your partner? Well, we had some open communication about uh, just being attracted to other women and what I had always thought about and dreamed about. And I thought that being able to open up about it and I had an open partner that allowed it, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it was something that we were able to explore and experience. And, and did, did the both you of know, you play together? Back. Sorry, did the both of you play uh, together with the other women? Uh, well, at not at the one, one of my favorite fantasies, okay. but we have, okay. yeah, we yeah, have. Okay. So, but that was just something that I thought was really, really hot. Um, I think that a lot of common fantasies for women, especially, are uh, being dominated mm-hmm. um, with like bondage, mm-hmm. which <laughs> under the bed restraints are one of my favorite. <laughs> I love the handcuffs. Right. I love the bondage. Um, and yes, it's things that I've done. So I hate, you know, it's it's hard to say, is it a fantasy when you've already done it? Right. But it's still something that I fantasize about. Um, I enjoy that that uh, bondage. You know, when some people are more strong and independent and then you want to be kind of dominated and taken control over. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And um, do you share your fantasies openly with your partner? I do. I have a very open relationship with my partner as far as communication. And one thing that I said when I got with him is that you will never wonder what I'm thinking when it comes to sex and sexuality, I'm going to express all of my needs and desires and wants. Doesn't mean I have to have them all. And that's another thing is that sometimes people are afraid to say something because uh, they're like, oh, you want to be with this? Oh, we're breaking up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you have to do some of these, but maybe you can um, work out some of the fantasies on your own. I have a couple that wanted to do a threesome right? and the partner, the man was like, there's no way you're doing, you're bringing another man in. So what I suggested to them was get one of those suction cup dongs yep. and use that as like a, another male right? and pretend that when you're sucking it or you're using it or you're putting it on the edge of a bathtub and you're, you know, having sex with this dildo, you're still kind of feeling like you're in a threesome, but you're not, having to do it with somebody else. And that's a fantasy that could be worked through with just you and a partner. And did it work for that couple? It absolutely did. Wow. They loved it. Very cool. But it's, a little bit, it. it's a little bit like wanting to do double vag or DP and not necessarily wanting to bring another person in. You just bring a toy. Right. Yeah. We, we've done double vag with another person, yeah. but we first did it years ago with a dildo. Yeah. That's how it starts, and that's how, you know, that's why it's always good to be able to express your fantasies to your partner, but understand that just because someone expresses it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be done. You don't have to have a threesome. You don't have to have this. You could figure out other ways sometimes to start. Now, I have a specific fantasy that I always, like my go-to fantasy when I'm about to orgasm, and whenever I ask David what he's thinking when he's about to orgasm, he says, I'm just thinking about you, but for me, I kind of get myself in the headspace where I know I'm, you know, feeling super sexy and very sexual, and then then I know my orgasm is just going to flow out easily, so it's the same go-to fantasy that I always have, and it's about a little tiny rowboat that pulls up on the shore of a beach, and they put out this blanket, and it's a woman and two men, she's dog sucking one cock and the other guys behind her doing her doggy so she's having a threesome but it's so visual for me watching it 
and knowing that she's getting penetrated from behind and sucking a cock at the same time. And that just gets my orgasm every time. There you go. And mine is the orgy with the women. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. But honey, you also have another fantasy we were talking about the other day. Well, yes, I do have a fantasy that is not my go-to for orgasm, but it is a fantasy of mine, which is seeing two men uh, playing together, sucking each other's cocks. Uh, and I kind of like that fantasy. I find that very hot. It is a very common fantasy for women as well, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that guys are more open these days to even talk about would they, could they, should they ever try such a thing. doesn't mean you're gay if you just want to try and have a different type of mouth around your cock. And I think more people today are open about that concept than ever before. It is getting a little more open. People just have to get past the thing where, oh, just because a man might be interested in doing something with another man that they're automatically gay. Right. There is that, that scale that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's 50 shades of gray. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not black or white. Mm-hmm. And so people have, are starting to get past that and understanding that, you know, just because you may have an interest in something doesn't mean you're one thing or the other. But when two women get together and kiss or lick each other's pussies, they're not gay. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's, that's the thing. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a double standard. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh-huh. So do I get to tell my fantasy now? Oh, sure, baby. You're next. All right. So we, we just spoke <laughs> about the one on the Sibian, yeah. which is what we, we can do as a couple. But definitely uh, my uh, next fantasy, because I, I do have a tendency of making the fantasies that I have become a reality and then move on to the next right. one. So mine is uh, we're with another woman. She's on her back. I am fucking her. Carol is sitting on her face. And Carol and I are having a passionate kiss making out while this woman is getting fucked by me and eating Carol's pussy. That's nice. Hmm. That sounds good. That is a good one. <laughs> that might happen next time we get we get into a, a threesome mode. There you I'm go. just throwing it out there. <laughs> that's good. I like that one hey, too. Hey, that's how it starts. That's <laughs> how fantasies start is by throwing it out there and letting your partner know what you're interested in. Right. That's how it becomes reality many times. Exactly. Now, and I know a lot of fantasies also begin by watching porn. And we just want to remind everybody that it's entertainment. It's not for education. But it does give a whole bunch of ideas that you might want to try. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that the porn has a lot of, you know, positives and negatives. And I try to express to people that if you're using it in a healthy way with consenting partners where your focus is on your partner and not just porn, then there's nothing wrong with using porn if you're able to um, do it with that love and affection for your partner. But there's a lot of great ideas to look on porn and things like that. And like you said, it's not necessarily education, but yet sometimes it's fun to see what other people do, what other positions, Mm -hmm. what other fantasies maybe you can have. And one of the things I want to bring up about porn, because we do watch porn, I watch it more than Carol does. She has a particular genre that she likes. But when it comes to porn, people have to realize that it's like any other movie And there's take one, take two, take three, take four. So if you see something you like on porn and you try it and it doesn't work right the first time, it's okay to go back and try it again a few times because you're not (laughs) going to be like the pros doing it upside down (laughs) with one leg over here and two bodies over there. Just take your time, learn. The first time you're going to laugh, which is okay. It might not be so intimate, but give it a shot and never say no. Say 
all right, I'll, I'll try. And if you're really not into it, give your partner the option of doing something else. So bring up an alternative solution. Don't just shut them down. Well, Absolutely. I, like I call myself a trisexual. I try anything sexual. You try it once <laughs> and you don't like it. You don't have to worry about it. Or you... <laughs> Can we use that? Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do you guys ever get a chance to do like a weekend getaway to spice up your sex life? We do. We do a lot of weekend getaways and we do a lot of week getaways, but the weekend ones are sometimes easier because then you're not out of the office. You know, with me having a private practice, if I go away for too long, it's, you know, you're, you're out of the week. And same thing with my fiance, who's a lawyer, and he can't get out of his office an entire week. So weekend getaways are great. Yeah, and it's a great way they, to try uh, new things and to be in a new space. And that's a great way to spice it up and just just love each other more. Do you remember that weekend getaway we went for that wine tasting? And it's so great to mess up a hotel room. You squirted all over that chair. I felt bad. I would bring a blanket with me now, but back then I didn't. We didn't have the blanket, and I really felt bad about ruining the chair. David didn't care because it was just so hot. But now I bring my blankets. But everywhere. It, it, it allowed you to really let loose and let go, and not have all those hangups about messing up our bedroom and our mattress. So sometimes just getting into a hotel overnight helps. It's let go, let go and be mm -hmm. spicier. Exactly. Absolutely. Because you can bring other things like loops that you may not want to ruin your sheets mm -hmm. or food yeah. or, or lotions or things like that. But I try to, we try to do things that, you know, if we're going to go for, away for like two, three days on a weekend, we try to do like a staycation, not necessarily in our home, but somewhere nearby where it's maybe within an hour or two drive. Naples for us is two hours. So sometimes we'll just go to Naples for a weekend and there's a lot of things to go there. Sometimes they have um, a sex shop that you can go and pick out a fun toy. I don't have to do that because I have my own toy shop online. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes we just go and look around and, and see something that maybe I don't even know I even sell and then go in and take a look. And then it also kind of spices things up because you're talking about sex. Um, some of the places have like those erotic museums. Mm -hmm. I know down by me, about an hour and a half away, not far from Naples, they have a, a, an erotic museum. And you can walk around and see all the, the penises and dildos and, you know, photographs that they have from years ago and things which are really, really interesting. And then again, um, something to talk about, like, right? Yeah. And then some of the erotic clubs, a lot of the swing clubs, people think you have to be swingers to go to and you don't. It's just the eroticism of being there. And, and a lot of times you'll see like porn on the um, TVs and then being able to watch other people or being able to go in a room knowing that people are watching you. It's uh, something that you can do together to spice things up and you don't have to go too far. And one of the things I want to bring up, because it's great that you brought up the sex clubs and we'll shout out to everybody at Trapeze, which is uh, one of the nicest mm -hmm. clubs we've been to in Fort Lauderdale. That's right by me. Yeah. Right by <laughs> you. Um, and, you know, people in the lifestyle live by three rules, which is ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it means no. And people in the swinging lifestyle get it. So if you're going with your partner to have a good, fun, erotic evening, you're not going to be molested by a bunch of other people there. If you want to just have your own quiet, sexy time, you can do it. You can dance. You can go in the back and fuck. People might watch you. You might watch other people. Or you can go in a private room. 
private room. Exactly. And you can just have a good time, the two of you. There's not everybody there in this giant big orgy. It's really a very sexy, sensual place if you want to have that type of evening. And what I think is a great idea for spicing it up is that you can wear that sexy outfit that you just can't wear anywhere else. If you're going to the sex club, you could put it on, take it off, dance with it, whatever you want. But that's just something. Well, just to drive in the car, you know, your <laughs> pussy is exposed. You're always playing with yourself. Or I put my fingers in your. I mean, it's, it's, it's the foreplay. It's right. the evening. You yeah. can't do that anywhere right so that's a great great idea for an evening or and then stay in the hotel the night after have a nice sexy breakfast and just it doesn't have to be a week it doesn't have to be two nights it can just be an, a sex club where you wouldn't normally do stuff but i will tell people if you've gotten up the courage to go to a place like trapeze it is very addictive and you're going to end up <laughs> going Loving back it. again and again <laughs> and again yeah, you can't just go once. <laughs> it's like they say about tattoos, you can't just have one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Stacy, we've been having an amazing discussion. I think it's time for our final advice. Just to wrap it all up, what would you say would be the top three things that every couple could do tonight just to spice it up a little bit more? Keep talking about sex. <laughs> yeah. um, that would be my main advice is just keep talking. But um, as far as things that people can do now, just to make some changes over the next week, let's say, or even in one night, um, take a bath together, go in the shower together, wash each other, start off by just doing something simple, just to make a change, um, you know, rubbing each other with soap, even if it doesn't wind up having sex, it's just still fun to connect. The baths and showers are great to be able to be with each other intimately. Um, spend some time talking about desires. They have those apps, like we mentioned, on the phone or even on the um, computer where you can look up things and say, oh, what about this? What about this? Try to learn about your partner. So have some uh, talk time. Grab a glass of wine. Sit on the patio and just look through your phone and and try to find out some ideas that you can uh, do for your next adventure. And another thing might be just to uh, get a fun game. They have a lot of good games in the bedroom that you can play with that might help you try different things that you may not normally try. I'm going to add, I think those are some- I'm going to add one other thing. You know, guys, we're always out there buying lingerie and sexy stuff for our partners, our girlfriends, but Carol finds it super hot when I wear some sexy underwear and some sexy guy lingerie. So go out, buy yourself Ooh. something and surprise your partner with something that's, I think going to turn them on and something again a little bit different than the norm about it's always her wearing something lacy and stringy and thongy. That's great. I like that advice. It is great and that's about doing something unexpected mm-hmm. where it goes back to the foreplay. Do something a little unexpected. Talk to your partner about what their desires may be and and do something different that you know like you said it can't be all the women wearing the sexy stuff. We need some sexy men stuff too. Great idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What a great way to wrap up an amazing show. Dr. Stacy Friedman, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for sharing that insight a little bit or a lot about your sex life as well. Why don't you take a minute and let everyone know where they can find you online, social media, your website. I know you're a big blogger. Absolutely. Um, It's easy to find me because you could find me just by my name. You can look up Dr. Stacy Friedman. Dot com and it's Stacy without an E. So it's S-T-A-C-Y-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. 
And you can find me on Facebook under Dr. Stacy Friedman. My website is drstacyfriedman.com. Same thing with Twitter. Same thing with um, LinkedIn, all these other <laughs> social media places. And I also have a uh, area on my website where you can look up some of those toys that I mentioned with the womanizer and the satisfier as well. There's a shop there. There's blogs there. You can join um, and get a free book at drstacybook.com. I have a book that you can download for free. You could find it on Amazon. So there's a lot of great stuff on my website. So you could check it out there and it has my email and my phone number as well. Beautiful. And if you missed all that, just go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com. Stacy has her own guest page there, and all the links and everything are up on our website. We're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests, and we hope you do too. You visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out more about all our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have questions about sex, sexuality, and relationships. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community where you can meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. If you use promo code 30314, you'll get your first month free. So check it out. And talking about events, you can join us at Hito 2, which is the most iconic adult playground in the world. It's clothing optional. It's in Jamaica. And we're going to be there September 26th, October 3rd for a triple play event. It's going to be a full takeover of Hito 2. So if you're into fitness, kink, or arm candy, not the type you eat, the type you fuck, come join us. And another event we want to remind you about is Naughty in New Orleans. It's the largest swingers convention in the world. It's happening July 8th to 12th. 2020. It takes over the French Quarters at three hotels. It's in New Orleans and we take over Bourbon Street as well. So for more information about this and all the other events available out there for people who are open-minded and looking for something to spice up their sex life, you can go visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or as always, send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Alrighty, that's it for our show today. Dr. Stacy Friedman, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I love it. Great, great chat. You're welcome back anytime. And of course, we want to thank all our listeners for listening every week. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. <laughs>